Hello and welcome to the Reorg Europe podcast, your weekly roundup of the most interesting trends and developments in performing credit, stressed and distressed, restructuring and post-reorg in the European and CMEM markets. It's Tuesday, May 9th. I'm Andrew Ross. Coming up this week, Deputy Editor Aurelia Seidelhofer will discuss the European real estate market as companies grapple with decreasing valuations and transaction volumes. Distressed Debt and Restructuring Editor Robert Schack will then discuss the latest on global resin-based consumer products group, Keter, after its minority shareholder, PSP Investments, launched a proposal to take control of the business. Finally, senior reporter Beatrice Mervolian will give us a roundup of what's going on in the primary market. Hi Aurelia. So you published an overview of some topical real estate companies such as Demir, Around Town, Peach Properties and DIC Asset. What's so interesting about these names at the moment? Well, the entire sector has seen yields being pushed up due to the high interest rate environment mainly, but also because of structural changes affecting commercial real estate in particular. Refinancing maturities has become much harder for these companies as many have taken on a lot of debt during the low interest era. And asset disposals at the moment are very challenging because of the difference of valuations between buyers and sellers. In Germany, for example, larger portfolio transactions in the first quarter have dropped about 67% year over year. So you can see that there's just uh, the entire market is a bit gridlocked. For the residential space, things look a little bit better with some recent transactions just slightly below book value. But um, retail office and logistics are a much tougher sell at the moment. What about valuations? Are we already seeing bigger discounts to book value in the market? Yeah, as said, we have seen some transactions below book value at Adler, um, a real estate company that we structured recently. And as mentioned, um, in the residential space, um, they don't seem to be far below book value. Um, but if we look at it overall in the fourth quarter, uh, real retail real estate prices in Germany have dropped um, about 9.1% year over year. And office real estate prices in Germany fell about 2.6% year over year. And if you look at the residential real estate prices, they actually grew 2.1% year over year. Obviously, that's average and depends a lot on different regions and what's happening there. Um, the other issue is that with valuations, generally, it's a bit difficult at the moment. And many investors criticize the methods used by third-party values, such as JLL, CBIE and Savills. They say that they use um, discounted cash flow methods. And some investors are of the view that in this market environment, this is not very reliable, um, especially if you uh, look at actual transactions um, having really far um, bids and offer spreads. So what do investors find interesting about some of the companies we looked at in the piece? Yeah, as I already mentioned, um, we looked at a few companies in, in the space. Generally speaking, uh, I think a lot of investors are still monitoring the space to look for attractive entry points or restructuring advisors are monitoring these companies for potential triggers to win mandates later. So, for example, if we take uh, Demaya, um, it has a 2024 bond that some people say looks interesting. It has a yield of over 30%. The company has bought back some of the notes, which uh, provided some assurance to investors. And 
It also said that it plans to raise secured debt against unencumbered assets as well as um, make some asset disposals to refinance the bond. So obviously, it depends a bit on your view, how easy you think that's going to be. Then the other thing is that Demaya is owned by Apollo and opinion is kind of split over whether the sponsor might support refinancing somehow. Um, and some concerns I've heard from some investors is that the, this company has um, a lower quality of the portfolio compared to some other names and also some higher vacancy rates. And for Peach Properties or Grand City and around town, what do investors say about these companies? Yeah, so Peach Properties, we also looked at. Um, that one, for example, has a 300 million bond coming due in 2025. That's yielding in the high teens. Um, some investors told me that they hope the market will have recovered a bit by the time the company think, needs to think about refinancing their bond. And um, they also highlighted that there's only a small amount of secured debt coming due ahead of the bond maturity, which is obviously positive. On the other hand, um, other investors I spoke to said that the company needs to reach an EBITDA of about 100 million to break even. Uh, but it only achieved an EBITDA of 60 million last year. So that's quite a big gap. And if you look at levered free cash flow, um, it has been negative in recent years as well. Um, here we have a similar argument um, that we had at Demaya with uh, the sponsor is Aries. And some people think um, they might be supportive. Uh, there was some evidence of that. So, for example, they have underwritten a mandatory convertible bond in December last year uh, to repay unsecured debt. Um, yeah. And then you also asked about around town and Grand City Properties. So some investors said that around town, which is the owner of Grand City Properties, um, could be uh, quite defensive given the strong liquidity which can cover maturities up to 2025 however because of the corporate structure it's a bit unclear how the liquidity at grand city properties can be used to support the wider around town group um, and really generally speaking um, it is thought that real estate companies with high uh, exposure to uh, residential uh, and especially higher quality of residential and logistics assets will fare better than peers with exposure to lower residential and office portfolio assets. Thanks Aurelia. Hi Rob, what's the latest on Ketar? They still haven't managed to secure an A&E and their maturity is coming up soon. Hi Andrew, yes that's right. Ketar's 1.2 billion euro term loan B is due in October this year so they only have a few months left. Since sponsor BC Partners has been unable to secure a deal with lenders, minority shareholder PSP Investments has now stepped in. The Canadian Pension Fund is offering to inject 100 million euros of new money into Keta to try and secure an A&E. As part of the deal, it would take control and become the majority shareholder. PSP currently owns roughly 15% of the equity in Keta as a co-investor with BC Partners, which owns around 54% of the equity. However, PSP also owns most of the roughly 300 million euro accrued Holdco picks issued by Keta, which it would equitize as part of its proposal to take control. BC is still in the process of evaluating whether to provide any new money as well. And are lenders likely to accept the proposal? It's not clear yet. Previous proposals by BC partners failed because it was only willing to put in around 50 million euros of equity. However, lenders had wanted significantly more new money, so they may not accept the PSP proposal either. 
But after a difficult second half last year, the group's underlying performance is improving, which should improve the chances of securing the A&E. The top line has remained weak, largely as a result of destocking by customers. However, Ketter noted that retailers' inventory reductions should mechanically be coming to an end in the coming months. And despite the weak revenue so far, EBITDA generation has been very strong and comfortably outpaced budget so far this year as the group benefited from falling input costs. As a result, Keta has upgraded its full-year target to around 240 million to 263 million EBITDA, which is around 31 million to 54 million above its original budget. Thanks, Rob. Hi, Beatrice. Can you tell me what's going on in the primary market this week? So um, last week, activity slowed down after two weeks of really strong issuance, particularly in high yield. But this week, volumes seem to have started to pick up again. Um, French mining group Eramet is hosting um, fixed income investor calls today and tomorrow for uh, an expected issuance of um, sustainability linked bond due in 2028 with a minimum size of 300 million euros. The net proceeds of that issuance will be used for general corporate purposes, including to refinance part of the 2024 bonds um, to be purchased in the tender offer that the company launched this morning. Car company Ford is marketing a euro-denominated um, benchmark-sized note issuance for also for general corporate purposes. Um, packaging company Crown is marketing a 400 million euro um, senior unsecured note to repay its RCF. On the loan side, amend and extend transactions continue to be a feature of the market with specialty chemicals company Neurion marketing a um, market marketing $2.5 billion and 1.2 billion euro term loan Bs to amend and extend part of its existing term loan Bs um, from October 2025 to April 2028. And uh, modular solutions company Modulaire is marketing 150 million euro term loan B add-on to partly repay its RCF, as well as for corporate purposes. Um, last week's deal included, what well, they were interesting because they included um one of the few LBO financings to have come to the market since early last year when Russia's invasion of Ukraine created all this turbulence we've been seeing. Um, the financing packaging uh, package for that includes notes and a loan for Blackstone's acquisition of a majority stake in Copeland, Emerson Electric's climate technologies business. Um, limited activity is expected in the primary market this month. Later... Um, the, later this summer, high yield may see more issuance of, as there are still some 2025 and 2026 maturities to address. However, issuance in the loan market may be slow as fewer outstandings, ne outstanding near-term maturities remain. Meanwhile, demand for loans um, is, is not that strong. Um, recent CLO issuance has been quite muted. Uh, BlackRock and Anchorage recently priced CLOs, but at the moment, this can only really be done if the equity is provided internally. However, um, high yield funds actually recorded the, the largest inflow since March 2021 last week, driving demand for, for bond issuance, according to, to research from, for, from Bank of America. Um, among the issuers that may need to come to the market soon are amusement park operator Merlin, which has outstanding 2026 maturities, um, possibly Jaguar Land Rover, which hasn't come to the market in about two years and whose bonds have experienced quite a lot of recovery. Um, the company's credit rating was also upgraded recently by S&P on expected improvements in free cash flow and profitability. 
Um, we also think that um, investment vehicle Anacap, which postponed its FRN offering um, because of volatile market conditions in February last year, may also need to come to the primary market. Um, last week, the, the group agreed a, um, <clears throat> a six-month extension of its uh, RCF with its lenders. And um, Swedish alarm system company Verishaw, um, recently, which recently redeemed all of its outstanding 200 million euro um, FRNs due 2025, will also need to raise new debt soon uh, and term out its RCF. Um, and Swedish industrial installations provided Assemblant told investors with its um, first quarter earnings on Friday that it's evaluating a possible refinancing of its capital structure. Join Reorg on Wednesday, May 10th at 11am British Standard Time for the webinar Untangling Casino's Documentation, Restructuring Options Under French Law, as they help to untangle some of Casino's potential restructuring options under its bonds documentation. The webinar, for which we will take questions in advance, will also address what is permissible under French law with deep legal analysis by our restructuring and covenant lawyers. Register now at reorg.com or email marketing at reorg.com for further questions. We would like to hear your feedback to help us improve the podcast experience, so please take a moment to complete the short survey at the link attached to this podcast and let us know how we are doing. More information on all of the situations and events discussed in this podcast are available on our website, reorg.com. We hope you can join us next Tuesday for another Reorg Europe podcast. Until then, have a great week and thank you very much for listening.